Hey everyone, welcome back to Facially Conscious with myself, Trina Renee, esthetician, Dr. Vicki Rappaport, dermatologist, Rebecca Gadbury, the cosmetic ingredient guru, and our fabulous, overly educated consumer, Julie Falls. We are gathered here together with you to talk about this crazy world of aesthetics. It's confusing out there in this big, wide world. That's why we're here to help explain it to you all, subject by subject. We will be your go-to girls, and from our perspective, without giving medical advice, we will keep things facially conscious. Let's get started. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Facially Conscious. We are so excited for today because there is some revolutionary information we have for you, and um, it's exciting times. We're in 2023. Did you mean to say revolutionary because our guest wrote the glutathione revolution? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I was doing a play on words. Oh, were you? You just kind of slipped that in right there. (laughs) Welcome, everyone. Hello, hello, hello. Good afternoon, everybody. Good afternoon. How are you doing today? Oh, we're doing well. Good. We're doing well. We are really excited Mm -hmm. to have our guest today. His name is Dr. Nyan Patel. Is that correct, Nyan? Yes, or, it is. Thank it you. Is. Good. And he's a lovely gentleman. Uh, but more than that, he has had over three decades of working in the longevity and health area as one ages. His name is Dr. Nyan Patel. And he is an authority, one of the world's leading authorities on glutathione, which is what is considered your body's master antioxidant. He's going to talk a lot about glutathione today. And he has some, well, as as you were uh, kind of talking about revolutionary ideas on glutathione, and how much it works in our bodies to ensure the immune system functions properly. It's essential for building up tissue and repair and for making necessary chemicals and proteins that our bodies needed, especially inside the cell. The um, abbreviation for glutathione is GSH. And if you're a listener, you may have seen that abbreviation. What it actually means is glutathione, which is what we call a tripeptide. It's made out of um, three different amino acids that uh, make it a rather large molecule. This can make it difficult to work with as a cosmetic chemist. I've had challenges in working with it over the years. So I'm going to be starting off by simply asking Dr. Patel, what's going on with that? But before I go on and ask him that, I do want to say that uh, besides being a tissue rebuilding molecule, it also has detoxifying power, not only in the body, but in in the cells. And it helps to defend the skin from environmental stress. It helps to prevent signs of aging from exacerbating or even starting and It helps to detoxify the skin. Now, some of you may have heard me poo-poo the idea of detoxifying the skin. So I'm going to ask Dr. Patel to explain what that means and why it happens or how it's happened. But he, the most exciting thing that we have with Dr. Patel today is that he is not only very knowledgeable about glutathione, but he is also an inventor. And he developed this new delivery system to cut through the barrier, not cut through the barrier, I guess it's a cutting edge system, but to take the glutathione molecule through the skin's barrier and deliver it into the body. This is a sub-nanotechnology, so it's even tinier than nano is. What is tinier than nano, Dr. Patel? And then, Uh, go ahead. (laughs) So nanotechnology is anything between two to 500 nanometers is nanotechnology. Right, right. Which is most of the molecules. It's a pretty small molecule. Sub-nano is under one nanometer. Oh, my goodness, really? So that is like, that's, that's, 
a grain of sand would be a partial part of a grain of sand is is one nanometer. Well, well the grain of sand, you can see it at least. You, yeah. you can even see you can even see nanotechnology particles. Forget the sub nano. So yeah, so much smaller. any nano you can't see. <laughs> oh, and, and if you remember back to the seventies, nano nano with Robert. Robin Williams. But anyway, that's a different story. So <laughs> what we want to talk about is glutathione. I'm going to play the skeptic here. And I'm going to say it's been my experience in formulating skincare products uh, with glutathione that it's difficult to get into the skin. So we've always used a carrier or some something like a liposome. Uh, but it's also very difficult to get it into the cell unless it's manufactured in the cell already. So you, I would love to have you correct me and educate me on that and, and everybody else. No, absolutely. What you're saying is absolutely 110% correct. Glutathione cannot enter any cell wall whatsoever. Doesn't matter what the technology is until now, right? You can, ah. use, you can use liposome forms. Even liposomes form cannot literally enter your blood cells. Uh, or your or your or your skin cells. It can transfuse through it, but it can never enter it. Mm -hmm. And so that is always true. Um, I I as a pharmacist, I mean, I was also making intravenous form of glutathione for years, for twenty years. And even the intravenous form of glutathione, even though you're injecting straight into your bloodstream, that glutathione doesn't even enter the red blood cells. It stays in the plasma, in the water part of your blood, mm -hmm. and your kidney filters it out, and you're literally peeing the glutathione out of your body within 15 minutes. So it's not um, doing anything while it's in there. It's not there. doing anything. Okay. So your statement is absolutely correct when it says that glutathione cannot enter the cells unless it is produced inside your body, which is what, what we call is, is endogenous production of glutathione. Right, right. Which means, endo means inside. Genus inside. means to make, so to be made inside. Yeah. So that that is true, but uh, that's where I come into play 14 years ago when I first discovered a way to actually deliver glutathione into your body. Oh, I wish I would have known about you 14 years ago. I could have saved myself a lot of problems. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about this technology. So the technology is, is rather novel because there have not been a single uh, product ever used to make using this technology. When so you say we, novel, that always tells me it's patented because novel is part of the definition of a patent. So is this patented? So we do have three patents approved uh, in U.S. and in China. Uh -huh. We have uh, six more patents that are pending at this point. Wow. All over the world. And we do have a process of writing another dozen, half a dozen to a dozen more patents that as we, as the research keeps on evolving, mm -hmm. uh, uh, the attorneys are, are getting paid very well to keep <laughs> as these patents do. for us. Yes. But, the purpose is not to get it patent. The purpose is to keep on doing the research that, that is necessary to learn about this miraculous molecule that our body produces so much of it. Tell us about the molecule before we understand why we need it to go into the body with your technology. So first of all, glutathione is the most abundant molecule found inside your body next to water. Okay, we don't produce water, but a little bit, we, we drink mm -hmm. every single day. Mm -hmm. uh, but our body produces the most is glutathione. And it's a very simple molecule. It takes three amino acids, glutamic acid, glycine, uh, and cysteine. It takes three amino acids and combine them into make a like a chain of amino acids, which we call proteins. This is the simplest form of protein that a body produces. It doesn't take a lot of energy, but we produce abundant of it because every cell in your body requires glutathione to, to stay alive, to stay energized. And so every single cell needs this glutathione, so our body's going to produce abundantly as much as we need. And so why do we need to get more into the body if our body produces enough that we need? Yeah, that's that's always a question, right? Uh, and and you're right. We don't need to take glutathione from outside sources all the time because why? Uh, our body has has 
has has reserves made to produce the glutathione. A body is made to recycle the production of glutathione, so we don't lose every single thing. But our needs, our our human needs, doesn't change as we get older. Our needs are almost the same, if not increased, as we age. But as we age, our bodies ability to produce glutathione actually stays the same or decreases as we age. And so there is a there is a gradient that that increases between how much we can produce and how much how much we need. As the gradient increases as we age, we have a we have a problem. And 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 you can literally see that, right? I said, oh my God, in the last five years I I've aged so much. And you see on your skin, mm-hmm. keep in mind, your skin is just a reflection of how your organs are inside. Exactly. You don't see organs. So with your formula, have you you have seen well, first of all, if you could tell us exactly what his what, delivery system. Yes, your delivery system. Absolutely absolutely. So the delivery what we have done is um, again, this was I, I wish I was a genius uh, scientist, but I'm not. <laughs> Sounds I, like I, you are. <laughs> um, you know, when I was just a good observationist. That's, that's why I consider most scientists are good are good at observe, observing things, right? And when I observed what I created in my lab, the glutathione molecule, the stable form of glutathione, I had no idea what I had in my hands until a year later. I keep on keep on cupping on my desk and say, "What is this? What? Is, how come this is not getting oxidized? How come this is not getting destroyed by the water? It is such a such a delicate molecule." And a one year goes by on my desk, sitting this sitting this this vial of glutathione in a solution hasn't destroyed yet. And a year later, I realized, you know what? There's something up with this molecule. What did I do a year ago? Went back, look at my all my research. Said, what did I do? That's what I figured out. What I have actually done. I what I have did was I protected the glutathione molecule from getting oxidized, which is the number one reason why we produce glutathione is for antioxidant effects. And the second part was, uh, I now I had to figure out that now it's stable. The step, second step become more difficult is how am I going to get inside my body? Because as you know, nothing gets inside my body. The real research started at that point, trying to identify now how I can I get this molecule inside my body. And that led me another two years of my career, which we figured out how am I going to take this molecule and literally... Uh, Make the, such a small size that it can go through any parts of your of, of your body. So wow. that's my second part. Uh, that's the one we have patented half of it. The other half we never re- revealed how we did it. So and when you patent, you have to reveal how you did it. So it can't be patented if you want to keep it private. Half of it. So we have <laughs> we have patented the whole molecule and everything else, but we did not tell them the procedure on how we got there. So once you get it into the body, what's it going to do? Well, wait, wait, wait. How does it get into the body? Oh, is yeah, it, I guess that's a good yeah. question. Uh, huh? Is it something you swallow or? So no. So inject? what we found out was anything that you that it goes through your uh, inside, your body has the enzymes to break break any protein molecules into pieces, right? Breaks into amino acids, and the body absorbs amino acids. So I had to figure out how to get through your skin because the skin bypasses all those defense mechanisms we have built into your buccal membranes, in your stomach, in your intestines. So the delivery is through your skin. Uh, and then different concentration, I can go uh, skin dip or I can go all the way inside. And I can, I can, I can literally uh, time it where I can go as far as uh, inside your body as I want to. Wow. So for the skin... For the, for the skin is pretty easy because it only has to go through like six or seven layers of your cell member uh, of your skin cells and then basically all your skin cells are saturated so, so that's what we did is it customized for an individual almost like a compound type of thing or because you said it, it depending upon you can go deeper yes so it is not customized on individual it's customized based on human needs so if your needs are, inside your body like it needs to you have to you if you want to measure your glutathione levels in your blood it's a different formulation versus if you just want to glutathione levels in your skin and to have skin benefits of it mm-hmm. so i'm i'm been taking for quite a while um 
first I was taking a liposomal, um, and oh. then it got so expensive. So now I'm taking NAC. So it, am, is this all a waste? Am I just urinating it like immediately or? No. Okay. So NAC is probably the best choice you have out of all the choices of glutathione available uh, as of today, uh, because NAC is actually giving you the cysteine molecule to, to have your body's ability to produce its own glutathione endogenously. So within your cells, right? So NAC is probably the best option you have, but then you're depending on your body's ability to produce the glutathione based on the amino acids, uh, based on the enzymes and the amino acids additional to cysteine you need to produce glutathione. So that's a, that's a good sign. The liposome forms of glutathione, unfortunately, there was a study done at Texas University in 2010, where they did a, a series of patients on this liposome forms, and they had 0% increase in the red blood cells levels of glutathione, but they had appreciative increase of all the various amino acids immediately. Mm -hmm. So they saw a rise on cysteines, glycines, glutamic acid, and taurine, which is, which is another amino acid that comes out, has nothing to do with glutathione, but there was a rise of all these amino acids in the bloodstream, but no rise of glutathione. Eventually, of course, your body will take those three molecules uh, three amino acids and produces on glutathione, but that wasn't this part of this, uh, the, the, the study. The study was to see if it gets absorbed in the body or not. And the answer was no. Mm -hmm. But merely taking the NAC obviously is not enough. So using your formula, what, what would the benefits be, you know, in addition to the NAC or instead of the NAC or well, Julie, when you say formula, yeah. that usually means a finished product. Okay. And I think what we're talking about here is a delivery system uh -huh. that would probably go in a finished product or a oh. formula. So there's a big difference. Am I wrong here, Dr. Patel? Yes. Uh, so it is a part of the ingredient, uh, but unfortunately, even the finished products, you cannot change it. There's not, there's not too many variations of this finished product as well, because Literally, this is such a small and stable molecule that it cannot go into any creams you want, unfortunately. So, so the environment is also part of basically your stability or delivery aspect of, of that molecule. Yeah. Again, as I said, it's such a small molecule. Right. It's very, very uh, fragile, <clears throat> so to speak. Mm -hmm. And it's very, it's very delicate, so that way... It's not like you can take this glutathione molecule in this special form and put into dozens of different cream system that's out there that you can apply on your face and, and get the glutathione benefit out of it, unfortunately. And you've put this into a spray, is that correct? It's not a cream, it's a spray? It's a... Uh, so the most active form is a serum. So okay. it's you can either spray it on or we have in the small pump bottles that you can apply on your mm -hmm. skin directly. Um, and then again, we had to figure out a, a way how to make the creams out of it. So we do have some facial creams that we made out of it. But the the again, you're right. The, the main product is the serum because that will get you the the most amount of benefits you're going to get from glutathione in this topical form, yes. And that goes into your body, into the cell um, that, that, or it creates glutathione in your body. It does not create, it's, it, it gets inside your cell. The question you asked me earlier said, is it, is it ways to take NAC or why do we need the glutathione from right. outside sources? Right, right. Mm -hmm. The reason is because when you need glutathione, you need today, now. Mm -hmm. You don't need three weeks from today. So if you take NAC or any other uh, amino acids, it's going to be a while before the body takes those amino acids and produce glutathione and it's appreciated levels so, so you can use it up. What we are saying is that if, you're, if your needs are now, because for example, let's say you, got, you go out and get a sunburn. Your, your skin is super oxidized, you know, it's damaged. And the oxidative stress on your skin is so high that you need some. You need the help now to, for the for the next one minute. You can't wait for three weeks to, to for your body to produce enough glutathione. So to to quench all those oxidative stress markers when you get something like burns like those, 
you need to apply the glutathione straight up and you can see magic happen instantaneously, right? The pain is gone. I'm not saying the skin's going to heal right away, but the pain is gone because the pain be is because of the oxidative stress markers that have been created when you're actually having excessive exposure to sun or God forbid, laser treatments or whatever you do, right? Can I ask you a question about ranking the antioxidants? As we know, vitamin C is, you know, the darling antioxidant of the skincare world, <laughs> and it's the most potent, and there's resveratrol, and there's vitamin E. How does glutathione rank um, up against vitamin C? So we consider glutathione as the mother of all antioxidants. And the reason is because glutathione is by far the most powerful antioxidant in the world and we but use it internally ourselves. Now, I'm going to say something um, controversial that may not have been published anywhere, but I'm just going to say it. So we can do it. <laughs> so song. it's now published can, here, yes. <laughs> or we can have a dialogue about it. So I truly believe that vitamin C is actually not an antioxidant. Hmm. Now, I'll tell you why. Uh, vitamin C is a pro-oxidant. And at low doses, it gives enough energy uh, to oxidize form of glutathione to regenerate itself to make, to make into glutathione. Give an example. Glutathione, when it gets oxidized, becomes oxidized glutathione, GSSG molecule. Right. Very technical. That, that molecule is stable inside your body. And that molecule will accept energy sources from, from vitamin C type chemicals and make glutathione out of it again. So at low doses, what vitamin C is actually doing is giving up its energy to actually regenerate glutathione back to, back to life. And that's what the antioxidant effects are coming from. It and gives you, it uh, the electron. It gives it the electron, yeah. exactly. And after, after the electron is given to all the, G, all the oxidized glutathione, all the leftover vitamin C is actually a pro-oxidant. Right. That's why if you see on my on the medical side, they use high-dose vitamin C infusions. Uh, those high-dose vitamin C is why? Because at higher doses, it becomes a, a becomes a pro-oxidant. Now, vitamin C is a very simple molecule. I don't think so. It works in two different phases. At low doses, is an antioxidant. At high doses, is a pro-oxidant. No. Vitamin C is not that smart. It's a pro-oxidant to begin with. Hmm. It's just at low doses is, is reviving glutathione back, back to life. Okay, so here's going to be a shock for you because back in 1997-98, when I first started working with vitamin Cs in skincare products, the research I did said it was a pro-oxidant. And so what you're saying does not come as a surprise to me at all. And when I formulate, I put in vitamin E and vitamin C because they regenerate each other uh, through this ion transfer that, that we were just talking about. It's my understanding that glutathione is the master antioxidant, helps to support the activity of other antioxidants that then not only work on reducing oxidation, but other types of free radicals that work on that uh, like our carbon radicals and nitrogen radicals. It helps to organize your whole antioxidant defense mechanism, so to speak, which is why we call it the master antioxidant. Is that right? I'm clearing Absolutely. all of this with you because I, I didn't do the research. You, you've done the uh -huh. research and you wrote the book. So I just want to get some answers on what I know. <laughs> no, absolutely. That's, that, is, that is exactly correct. And okay. that's how, because glutathione, besides the antioxidant effect, is considered the mother of all antioxidants because it also helps you detoxify the organisms that is actually causing the oxidative stress in, uh, uh, in your body as well. Mm -hmm. So it's the only molecule in the body that can do both. Take electrons, charge electrons out of your, uh, outside your body, as well as the chemicals that are actually causing the oxidative stress uh, on a regular basis inside your body. It, it can clean up both of them at the same time. And it also detoxifies chemicals like, uh, what is it? Um... I'm not thinking about it right now. I want to say phytochrome P P50 or P450, but that's P not the name of it. You know the that's one. That's the enzyme. That's the right. enzyme in the liver. 
it activates the enzyme to help clear some of the toxins. Yes. That go naturally, are cleaned out naturally by the liver. That's right. Okay. It's yeah. funny because I take a, a vitamin C formula every day that is, um, um, the delivery system is a, they call it a, a smart liposomal nanosphere. So it's- That's pronounced liposomal. Uh, liposomal. Thank uh -huh. you. Thank You're you. welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> um, I, I know we're not supposed to say products, but it's liposphere. I've been taking that forever. So- mm -hmm. Does that mean that there's actually some glutathione in that in that vitamin C? No, it's just the delivery system. And yeah. the reason that we used vitamin C uh, and it works on colds is because that pro-oxidation that it has, it actually helps to send pro-oxidants or free radicals at bacteria and other bugs that cause disease and cause colds. And that's how it's working, not as an antioxidant. Is that correct, Dr. Patel? Yes, it is. And that's how vitamin C has been used at a higher dosages right. for, for flu and colds for years. Uh, but uh, we just finished our first human trials. Uh, it's about to get published. When that comes out, uh, you may not need your liposperic liposome vitamin C anymore for that. So Are you going just, to be using this technology wow. for other molecules besides glutathione? So we we are we we our patents ex includes all major antioxidants. So we we are able to deliver vitamin C, which is a very simple molecule, uh, carnosine, uh, DMA, which is another fish protein, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is all for skin benefits. Resveratrol, um, cyclostrogenol. Will you be able to stable resveratrol? Because that's a yes. real bear to stabilize. Yes. Will you? And oh, wow. that's a very difficult one to make also. Mm -hmm. uh, because we had to get resveratrol that is as as clean as a pharmaceutical grade product because resveratrol carries a lot of impurities inside. Right. Uh, right. And so the best resveratrol in the world for cosmetic is not even close to good for human consumption. Mm -hmm. And so we had to get the cleanest form of resveratrol to actually work with, because to get the nanoparticles too, too low, I cannot work with a, with a mediocre grade material. I had right. to, It has to be the highest grade materials. And resveratrol, from what I understand, is very remarkable because it, it works with what we call the sirtuins or the sirtuins. In near your in your nucleus, and so it helps to uh, slow down cell replication if there's damage to the DNA, so that the cell can repair that, and then it releases the cell to go back into duplicating again. So it helps to repair any genetic damage that might be in the cell. And I'm saying any; it's not any; it's it's uh, whatever it can before the cell picks up again. Um, so I love resveratrol. I've been taking it for years at, in a liposome. It's a liposomal uh, material. But um, is that why your skin looks so beautiful? Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I always question when she says that, Doctor Patel, because I just I just does think have that she. Skin. <laughs> what are the things at the end of the? Tel uh, uh, telomeres. Yeah, telomeres. telomeres. Yeah. So that the telomeres. resveratrol has something to do with the telomeres. Right? Telomeres. I don't know if resveratrol helps to protect the telomeres, keep them from fraying. burning out. Yeah, from fraying. That's the, what the, I was told. the telomeres are like at the end of uh, the DNA strand. Right. It's like that little. I forget the name of it. There's actually a it's name like, for that little protective thing that goes on the, the end of your shoelace. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, this is just, there's just many repeating um, um, units of the same uh, genetic material. And every time a cell replicates, a little bit gets torn off or, or dissolved away. And so what, I don't know if resveratrol does this. I've worked with other materials that do it. Uh, but it actually protects it from being torn away or it can actually help lengthen it. But the problem, if we lengthen it, then that's cancer. what cancer does. And so we have to be very careful in the materials that we use to make sure that that's not going to cause cancer. Dr. Patel, do you know if, if resveratrol works on uh, telomeres? So uh, it's my understanding that majority of the antioxidants protects the telomeres from defragmenting. Okay. 
So uh, if so they can get into the nucleus, or they have they to be made there. there. Yeah. Yeah. So resveratrol is one of the most difficult molecule to get inside your body correctly. Mm -hmm. So there's I don't I've not come across any studies that can actually link resveratrol straight to telomeres, but I know for a fact that they have shown glutathione doing the same thing. I was just um, going to ask you, how does glutathione compare to oh resveratrol? So the, the research lab that got the Nobel Prize for telomeres lengthening, uh, if you look at the research of Dr. Bill Andrews and Blackbirds and all those things, yeah. I mean, this what they talk about is that the mother of all antioxidants have to be optimized for the telomeres to have a fighting chance to survive. But get lengthening, you're not even talking about lengthening, we're just talking about keeping it intact. Right. Uh, so they're in, in their arsenals of treatment, glutathione is the number one thing that, that has to be there to protect it from, from, from getting damaged. Oh, I have a and, question and so about that, the food. Can I ask about the foods? That hold contain... on just a second, because I have a question that leads right off of what he was saying. Yeah, go ahead. And that is when we talk about stress, I know that stress, like big concentrated chunks of stress or long-term stress, like caring for a parent for several years, shortens the telomeres very quickly. And that causes you to age faster and shortens your lifespan. Glutathione, when we talk about it being de-stressing, is that part of what we're saying is that it works with that stress reaction? So when you have a stress reaction, it is produced a lot of um, oxidative uh, components. Right. Those oxidative components has to be quenched really fast. And that's where the glutathione comes into play. Uh, so even though glutathione may not be de-stressor, but what it does is that all the damage that can the, the stress molecule can cause a body has been neutralized immediately if you have enough glutathione. So uh, I cannot get rid of the stressors, but what I can do is I can get rid of the, the, the electronic components that are caused by the stress reactions in your body with glutathione. Got it. Uh, some of the stressors, of course, you can remove them like, like organic phosphates in the... Uh, organic chemicals that you consume from your diet and exposure to your skin, those can be detoxified uh, in small amounts by glutathione. Uh, but more importantly, there's we have millions and millions of reactions happening every single second in your body. That reaction byproduct is, is, is an electronic waste mm -hmm. that needs to be quenched, that needs to be detoxified. And that's why you never stop aging because we never stop chemical reactions. Right, right, right. If we can quench all this electronic waste out of your system, you can literally put a break on your aging process right there and there. I'm not saying you can reverse aging, but you can put a break on it immediately. Have you seen actual results in yourself or your patients that you could share with us and let us tell us about? Oh my gosh, I have. So I did not release any of my products until 14 years after doing my research. Wow. So 14 years, I've been giving it to my patients, my family. Uh, they have been my, they have been my sort of uh, test uh, patients, guinea pigs, guinea pigs. Yes, guinea pigs. I don't want to. I, I'm not. Uh, I'm an animal lover, so I'm right. Right. So yeah, we use humans instead of animals for testing. <laughs> yes. um, and not, I'm, I'm fortunate to be working with so many physicians. So yes, we have a lot of studies being done. And my the book that we, I wrote, The Glutathione Revolution, is all about the stories that I've collected over mm. the years from my patients. Mm -hmm. But that is on the medical side, all of them on the medical side. On the skincare side, I never did any study until about a year ago. Um, not even a year ago, about eight months ago, when I did my first study on, on, on human patients for skincare. And the company that did the study for us, when the results came out, they, they were looking at about 20 categories and the company says they have never seen anybody in all 20 categories had over 80% success rate ever. What kind of categories? They're talking about skin pigmentations and, and wrinkles and, and, and spots and firmness. And, you know, I don't know. You name it, you name it for <laughs> poor, aging, it works. <laughs> it's aging, yeah. Wow. And, the, and the people always ask us, I said, what does glutathione do for aging skin? I said, I don't know. Because we do not actually know that 
what can what electron excess electrons in your body has how how much has it damaged your skin? Some people get eight spots. Some people get wrinkles. Some people get the thinning of your skin uh, of uh, less co uh, collagen production. Some people have reduced blood flow. I mean, th there's so much different variations of what you can have, and the glutathione may not be affecting all of them, but it's absolutely going to quench all those free radicals. So the damage is going to stop right there and there and gives a body the chance, a fighting chance to heal itself. And I always say that, right? A body is self-sufficient. It can fight its own problem. It can self-heal itself. It just needs to make sure that it has a fighting chance. And glutathione is a savior for them. It gives a chance to heal. Great. So like if you're stressed out and you spray some glutathione on your belly, you'll be less stressed and less damaged to your, <laughs> you won't get cystic acne and stuff. <laughs> That's really basic, oh, wow. but down, oh, I'm dumbing it down oh. for people. What like is this glutathione like going to do for them? <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. It doesn't. I mean, I wish it can do that part. It says, "Oh my God!" Then everybody in the world would be using the product today. But that's <laughs> not the point. That's not the purpose, right? First of all, I mean, the cause of stressors is more important, right? It's not going to. It's not going to remove the cause of stressors, right? If you have a financial problem, spraying glutathione on your body is not going to remove the financial problem away. Uh, it's going to, it's going to probably going to reduce some of the damage that's caused by the stressors. So that's understandable. But unless you remove the financial problem that's causing this electronic stress in your body, uh, you're going to be somewhat taking this product for the rest of your life. And that's not the, that's not the purpose of glutathione needs to be. The purpose of glutathione is to help your body heal itself from internally because external stressors are always going to keep on coming and keep on changing. But you have 80% of your stress in your body or even more is internal mm -hmm. chemical reactions, infections, mm -hmm. um, immune uh, system that you get, yeah. right? Lowered immune, immune system. system. Yeah. Uh, and so those stressors are the probably the most toxic to your body than having a financial problem or marital stress, uh, problems or uh, somebody just uh, uh, cut you in front of your car this morning when you drive to work. You know, those, are, yeah. those stressors are, I call a final so, flight type of stressors. So if you've got those stressors and yes. those are temporary stressors, I mean, they may go on for a long time, but how you choose to respond to them is also how much stress they put on your body. But if you have those stressors, then using this spray would help you get through the crisis point perhaps that the stress would create by giving you that extra boost of glutathione that you need more than what mm. your body's already making. That's exactly right. So okay. what you're getting is glutathione on demand oh, because your need, yeah. your need so, just, just arise right now and you take any of the form of glutathione, it's not going to improve it. Even if you take an intravenous form of glutathione, it is in and out of your body in 14, 15 minutes. Right. And the stressors, Stress is not going to go away for 14, 15 minutes. Right. right? And then what about I'm if gonna... you eat the foods rich in glutathione? Because I know a yes. lot of people want to approach this from you know a, a dietary aspect. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Absolutely. Does that help and or not help? Yes, it does. And in, in my book, I have I have a 14-day plan to boost your glutathione. Uh, it's just a fancy marketing term, 14-day diet. Yeah. But that is actually my diet for the last 27 years. That is, <laughs> that is what I eat for every single day. You just yeah. repeat it every 14 days. Can you days. just give us a little clue as to what that kind of is? Really, like I mean, a mini green, version? It sounds like a lot of green vegetables. Mm -hmm. A lot of greens. A lot of greens. 30 to 40 different types of, of variety of foods every single day. Mm -hmm. uh, wow. Yeah, and it's... Yeah, it's even if you even even put a, like a bunch of spices. That's like there are like six or seven different different types of spices inside. Is also considered one different food, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so any anytime you have a a whole slew of variety is what you need, right? It doesn't have to be just vegetables. Even though I chose to become vegetarian, uh, well, I would say pescatarian right now. I do eat, uh, I like my fish once in a while, probably once once a month, once every other month, but I still have that. Mm -hmm. But mostly it's the vegetable diet and it's all kinds of greens, all kinds of colors. Uh, and what it does, it 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 does not it, it will increase your glutathione level because it reduces the stressors in your body. Your need reduces, 
So if you have more supplies than the actual needs, guess what happens? Now you say, oh my God, I'm producing a lot more glutathione. In actuality, your needs have reduced. Hmm. And that's you, what I like. To- would you, I'm sorry, mm. would you just <laughs> give us, because I love specifics, would you give us like a, a, an idea of a breakfast, a lunch, and a dinner that you have been eating for the last, whatever you said, 27 years or 14 years? What did you say? Yes. Yes. So, so I know. So the breakfast is my 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 worst meal of the day because I always get up and, and I, I'm on the go. So breakfast I used to always have had a shake, which is uh, like a green, like a like a superfoods green. Not the best way to take your greens, by the way, by all means. But that's the easiest way I can get a serving of about thirty different varieties of greens in my uh, in my day. But when I take those greens, I always take some enzymes because you, you can digest those greens better if you have enzymes with it. Uh, have a proteins, and the proteins usually a whey, a whey protein type molecule. Whey. The reason I like whey because it has cysteine in there, which helps produce glutathione for us. So I like the whey proteins, um, and I usually put very little berries inside. Uh, I used to have bananas once in a while, but uh, I, I, I like to mix up all my fruits. So I put a little bit of berries, little bananas sometimes, a little bit of fruits, whatever I have, but nothing more than a like a small handful of it, right? Not too much. Uh, I would I would love to have uh, add, uh, all greens in my shakes in the morning for the breakfast, but sometimes I don't have time for that either. So I just put a scooper inside. Okay. Uh, for the last two years, I've cut out completely my breakfast out. So I don't need any more breakfast anymore because I am more interested in autophagy on cell death. And yes. so now, now I reduced my diet to reduce dramatically. So I don't have breakfast anymore. But Intermittent this fasting. Yeah. So I used to have that before, but not anymore. Okay. Uh, so what I've done is I have moved my breakfast, the shake that I used to drink to now after one o'clock, the same exact shake hasn't changed yet. It's just to move to one o'clock okay. now. That's and cool. with that, I usually have my salad bowl. Every day I have a fresh salad every single day. Thank God we're in California. You know, we have fresh fruits and vegetables available to us. And we are so blessed to be staying in the state that we can enjoy the mm. fresh vegetables every single yes. day. Mm-hmm. So I have it every single day for the last 27 years. I'll have my bowl of salad uh, with very minimal dressing. Uh, I like my dates as my cheat. Uh, mm. I like to have my one date, uh, two dates sometimes, you know, depends That's on. Amazing. <laughs> That's really cheese. tiny. So they're any, flavor bones. Any nuts? Yes. Nuts in Yes, there? of course. So I have my raw nuts. So usually walnuts is what I do. I try to stay away from um, uh, peanuts and cashews and things like that, even though I love those nuts, <laughs> pistachios and things like that. But then those are usually on my cheat days, if I'm having a a drink or something with uh, with my friends, I'll probably have those nuts because that's a cheat day anyway. So all all rules are off. Uh, <laughs> but yes, I do have some walnuts uh, on, on an everyday basis. Some Sometimes almonds. Uh, almonds has to be soaked the night before. So that's always hard because I forget. Uh, but walnuts, I have it every day. Wow. Uh, and then the dinner is also small, same vegetables, but this time it's cooked vegetables uh, and lentils. So that's going to get my get me my protein that I need. It's not uh, not the best, but it's 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 enough. So I'm hearing the question. I think that Vicky asked was which foods are rich in glutathione, but I was under the impression they're rich in the amino acid to make glutathione. Yes. not the glutathione. That's exactly because, right. Okay. So what foods are rich in those three amino acids? And and what are they again? Cysteine. Glutamic acid. Glutamic cysteine, acid. Uh-huh. And glycine. Glycine. That's it. And glycine is also really good for collagen as well. Yeah. So, so your body produces enough of glycine and glutamic acid. There's enough in the diet that you get it. What you do not get is cysteine, right. a lot of it. And cysteine is usually animal source. So I, I, since I don't want to uh, eat animals, I do get my cysteine from whey isolate proteins from the milk products. That's so, it. Okay. From yeah. The, so that's from how the I get it. From the whey protein? Protein powder with yes. whey. Protein yeah. Powder with yeah. Whey. But you can also eat broccoli, asparagus, you know. Uh, of course, if you like oysters, that has a uh, lot of uh, uh, components to build your glutathione in there as well. Crucifish vegetables uh, will have mm-hmm. those. Uh, but you know, it's nowadays you can just put your favorite search engine, uh, uh, 
uh, high in cysteine, high good. in glutamic that's, that's acid. That's a good tip, actually. Yeah. And the whole list comes out, you know, it's just, Great. you know, mm -hmm. this, this search engine has made me extremely lazy now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 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 Absolutely. Now, you were talking about autophagy or autophagy. I think Dr. David Sinclair, who's done a lot of work on longevity, and I've always pronounced it autophagy. He pronounces it autophagy. How do you pronounce it? Autophagy. Yeah. Autophagy. Um, I'd love to hear more about that. I'm actually thinking, though, that this is a whole other topic, mm -hmm. talking about autophagy and the skin and the body. Uh, I'm I'm actually working on three products right now in my lab to work on autophagy for the skin, and oh. uh, to and, and there aren't a lot of ingredients. I've actually had to go into South America to look for them uh, because they're not unique to the United States. But um, I've also uh, been doing intermittent fasting for two and a half years and swear by it. And it sounds like you do too. And intermittent fasting kicks us into the autophagy. What is autophagy? And uh, just very simply, and would love to do another podcast on this uh, because it does have such a strong effect on the skin. No, absolutely. Well, I would love to come back again whenever you have, whenever you want me to again. We can dive deep into that part because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's an interesting topic. May not be affecting skin skin health immediately, but it's absolutely great for longevity. Uh, and mainly it's for your brain health. Because neuroplasticity, uh, neurology is more about uh, more about anti-aging uh, than anything else. You can look good, but if you're brain dead, you're useless, right? Right, uh, right. So I like to, I like to definitely want to, uh, definitely want to talk about those whenever you, you want me back again. Now does autophagy also trigger glutathione production? Um, not that I know of, not that I know of, uh, because glutathione production is, is based on your actual needs, uh, for, for detoxifying. Glutathione may help, uh, remove some of those dead cells or what we call zombie cells out of your body, but, mm -hmm. uh, it is not triggering autophagy. It does, it can help you reduce your insulin loads down. So right. maybe that's a part of it, but sometimes we need the insulin to actually Op, uh, to, to for the dead cells to kind of revive so it can go through the process and kill themselves or or, or get out of your body, right? Uh, some of these cells are kind of dormant at all times. Mm -hmm. and you don't like dormant cells revolving in, in your body the whole time. So it's a whole it's a whole yeah. other topic. Let's yeah, definitely I, have yeah. him back for a deep dive on yeah, because yeah, zombie autophagy cells are zombie really cells. interesting too. Yeah. Uh, so Taylor, can you make yeah, these zombie cells are they're your senescent cells or cells that go into a non productive state. And now I'm, I'm learning that, you know, you have these zombie cells and they release chemicals that create other zombie cells. And in the skin, those zombie cells actually spread the chemicals throughout your That'd body. That would be a really scary movie. So, yeah, the zombie cells <laughs> strike zombie again. Cells. So, so what, what I asked was, and I want to make sure that, that, uh, that we understood each other. Does autophagy trigger GSH? Not does GSH trigger autophagy, but does autophagy trigger GSH production? Um, I'm not sure about that one. Okay. I don't think so. But okay. again, that that is just my uh, initial reaction because there is no direct correlation. There may be some secondary effect that may be causing the uh, stimulation of glutathione production, but uh, there's no for sure the. I'm not sure if this that's a primary reason why we have produced more glutathione. And if you're interested at home in autophagy, tune in for that episode and we'll explain what it is. Yes, huh. coming up later <laughs> this year. Yes. <laughs> All right, well, I think we can wrap this up. Um, and definitely we will put all your information up on our end so that people can see where to find more information about you and about your book and, and ingredients and products and things. So... Um, we really, really appreciate you coming on and talking to us about glutathione. And I love that um, that there's a way to get it into our bodies now. And it's so helpful in longevity, right? So much information. Right. So Amazing. much we learned. Thank and you so much. And it sounds like yeah. the work that you're doing is not just for the skin, but spraying some of these 
some of the versions of, of which we're working on on the body will help the body inside, not just the surface of the skin. Mm-hmm. Well, you're absolutely right. So as a pharmacist and I work with physicians, my all my research has been for internal use for clinical outcomes. The skin benefit I saw early on because my family was using the product and the skin was glowing. Mm-hmm. And so all my 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 sister-in-laws and my wife's friends asking me, I said, oh my God, I can you make some skincare for me with this product inside? <laughs> and so that's how the whole process started. And so I I was not going to make a, just a typical skincare routine. So what I actually did, which is very unique, is with the technology, I took all the known chemicals that I think were great, which includes glutathione, of course, vitamin C, carnosine, uh, has a has an antioxidant effect that keeps on increasing. Uh, coenzyme Q10, resveratrol, cyclostrogenol, and I took all those products and give everything at full concentration in two creams. Wow! Yes, mm-hmm. awesome. So that's what we and did. they don't oxidize. That's the trigger because they don't oxidize. Yeah, and they deliver your skin, and the results are literally in thirty days or less. Wow. Well, we're going to have a link in I the notes I think we need samples. Page. We do. Yes. We, need, we need truckloads, <laughs> not samples, truckloads. We're going to have a link at the bottom of our notes page for the podcast where people can uh, just click and find out more about what you're talking about here and also uh, find out more about you. And we just really, really have enjoyed this conversation and learned so much yeah, thank and you what for we can joining do for ourselves us. too. I feel already more healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just well, by talking I, just to him. having the information, well, just I hearing know. about his diet. You know, oh, yeah, man, and I planted my vegetable garden yesterday, Wonderful. so I'm right on track for this. Well, conversation. And I have his book, so I'm going to go home and look at the 14 day plan and try and make it a lifestyle. <laughs> Good luck. And then you're going to read the book. You're going to plant your garden. You're going to get samples. And I have Erewhon around my corner. And you have Erewhon. Yeah. Yeah. That's really expensive. I knew you were going to say that. Thank you. True. It was a joy speaking Thank you so much. So nice meeting you. Likewise. Thank thank you, you, Dr. Patel. Thank you, Dr. Patel. We'll talk to you soon. Hi. Thanks. Bye. This podcast is so needed in the world right now. There's so much information out there that it's hard to know who to believe and if it's right for you. We are very excited to be your guides and bring you Facially Conscious. You can find info we talked about today in our show notes and on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. Please subscribe, like, and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. This helps others find us. And if you have any questions or ideas, please send us an email at info at